Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, how's it going down in Hilton Head? It's not bad. Not bad. How are you? Good, good. Now, we should say this is one of our first episodes recording in two different locations, um, but I think it's working well, and uh, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming soon. But Ian, you've been out to um, a local golf club, I guess we could call it local, uh, recently to talk to um, a really interesting character who has done a ton of golf travel and has played a big role in kind of golf in the southeast who have you interviewed for this podcast today yeah so a few days ago went out and uh went out to secession golf club um a little bit up the road from uh, from our offices here and interviewed their longtime legendary head pro mike Harmon. um and he's a he's a very interesting guy he's been at secession since uh, pretty much the beginning um, see, thirty plus years at the club, and and he is kind of he kind of embodies uh, embodies secession, and um, is just one of the most one of the legendary head pros, especially down in the southeast and the world. Um, but we, we could talk about secession, uh, you know, all day long. It's a very special place. It's a beautiful piece of property with a great membership, and, and we do mention that in the in the interview. But why we had Mike on the show was to talk about his uh, his golf travel experience. He's taken 75-plus trips over to Scotland. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's just like, crazy. It, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, so he has some great stories to share, and uh, kind of was trying to pull, pull, a few of those, pull a few of those out of him and um, talk to him about that, as well as how that ties into what he tries to bring to um, to the membership at Secession and, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So it was a very interesting conversation. We sat in, in his office. You know, it's, there's not a bare inch of wall in there. You know, all these historical, like, um, pictures of Bobby Jones. There's hickory. He knocked over a whole thing of hickory clubs. And he was like, oh, there go my hickories. <laughs> like, you know. So Bobby Jones and Arnold Palmer are kind of his two. Um, these well represented on his walls and among, among other things. And just sitting in there and he was having a glass of wine. I, he asked if I wanted a beer. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we just got the conversation rolling and it was a lot of fun. So. Excellent. Well, without further ado, let's cut to your interview um, a couple days ago with uh, Mike Harmon. Welcome back to the Lynx Magazine Golf Podcast. Uh, we are sitting here at Secession uh, in the old pro's office, Mike Harmon, uh, and we have him, the man himself, in here with us right now. Pro, how are we doing? Well, Ian, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk to the, all the Lynx boys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Um, so... We're sitting in a very, very cool place, um, and one that is obviously very near and dear to your heart. We're sitting at Secession. Um, why, for people who haven't been here, why is this place so special and so cool? Well, this is a um, uh, an incredibly unique place. Uh, I've been with it thirty four years now. Yep. Uh, started a year after the two original guys, and uh, they just had a vision to create a national, international club in the low country. Right. And um, found a great piece of property right just outside the town of Beaufort. Um, certainly well known throughout the world for uh, a great golf course, but a great place to come and hide for a while as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, enjoy the walk, enjoy the back porch. And um, uh, now at 34 years, it's, it's wonderful to see it uh, blossoming and moving into the next generation. Uh, it's a true national, international club where 
Uh, we have 750 members, right. uh, over 40 international members. Oh, wow. To come in and uh, just park it for a few days. So we do 11,000, 12,000 bed nights a year. Wow, that's amazing. On 16,000, 17,000 rounds. Uh, so they come here, they hide for three or four days, uh, do that three or four times a year. Yep. And um, that's it. I, um, I like it. <laughs> it's a uh, marvelous test of golf. Uh, uh, Bruce Devlin, the uh, famed Australian and tour player, uh, did a terrific job here. It's ranked 150, 160 in the, in the U.S. Right. Um, but that's not it. It's, it's really more about a um, place to come and hide. That, and, absolutely. Uh, get away and uh, enjoy your three, four days and um, enjoy the, the, the ambiance of Beaufort, the town, mm -hmm. as well. We're so fortunate to have that uh, five minutes away. Um, and if successful, um, and, and, and that's, that's a time lock, that's 75 to 100 years old. Right. 35. Right. Um, in time, if it's well protected and kept the way it is, I think you're looking at something that could be historic. Absolutely. There's just not that many structured like this. Right. You know, we have 50 that live inside of a 100-mile radius. That's right. It. Mandatory walking. Members know full well that when they join, they blow a back, they blow a hip, they got to give it up. Yep. In order to protect what they enjoyed for so many years. Absolutely. And not many people have have that um, willpower, have that ability to stay the course on it. And we have, and uh, we've guarded it, we've protected it, and now we're seeing it. Um, Really blossom. Yeah. A ton of young guys have joined in the last couple of years, which thrills me because that's the next generation. Absolutely. And, and a lot of clubs struggle with that too, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. No yeah. doubt about it. We're, I just, I, I would say 60, probably 65% of the people that have joined over the last uh, four or five years are 42, 43, and under. Wow. That's amazing. So yeah. we're, we're I, I love seeing that. And um, they appreciate the simplicity of what the place is. It's not, it's not about um, sushi at the turn and, and valet <laughs> parking and right. fifteen thousand bottle wine cellars. Right. It, it's it's a, a helicopter pads and it, it, you know that that's the stuff that everybody else has to chase. Right. And I understand that in this game that everybody needs a niche. We found that wonderful simplistic niche. Uh, he's a high IQ golfer who likes to just come here, uh, enjoy the ambiance of the of the low country, the walk, and um, and and help protect it absolutely uh, and and it's worked it's worked very well well that's that's awesome to hear and uh, obviously uh for those that don't know um uh mike is good friends with our owner and publisher uh, jack Purcell, has been a long time member as well yep. um so he comes out here a good bit and uh, and loves it and um it, it is a truly special place and it's perfect in its simplicity uh, I, I think you said that very very well um but uh so of course obviously a great test of golf a lot of wind um kind of reminiscent to Scotland in a lot of ways, I would I would say. It's an exposed piece of land. It's not right. linked land. Right. It's certainly links characterized. Absolutely. Um, the revetted walls really show it off. Mm -hmm. I think there's 50, 55 revetted deep pot bunkers right. that are all stacks odd that um, uh, give it the look. Not a lot of trees. Right. Um, um, Matthew uh, 
a couple of years ago took mm-hmm. care of 150 or more of them as it ran over the top of us. But uh, it's an exposed piece of land. Mm-hmm. And the Great Lakes courses, and I've been overseas 70, 80 times now. And we'll get to that too because I want to talk about that. But go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the joy of playing over there is uh, you never know which course you're going to see. Right. I don't care which one it is. Uh, uh, any kind of different wind uh, from a, a normal pattern is mm-hmm. always a joy. So you, you, when you come here, you really do not know what you're going to see. Right. Uh, we work very hard in trying to get the, the soil uh, firmer. Mm-hmm. Not easily done in the south where, where Bermuda is so thick and so thatchy, but um, uh, the, the, the superintendent, um, Mark Mitchell, um, it's been with us five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, came to us via Seminole. Oh, very nice. Uh, has yeah. um, done a great job in, in um, topping it with sand and working on slit drainage and working on irrigation and pumps. And, and uh, we've dried it out and uh, we're, it's getting better and better. But that's an ongoing process yeah. now for many years to come. But it's um, more importantly, it's just an absolutely beautiful walk. Oh, it, it, it really is. island. It's gorgeous. I mean, just the point alone, 16, 17, 18 is just, is, is amazing in itself. Um, but, and that's, uh, and that's, and for the guys, we've got, we've got a hundred plus members out of uh, Chicago, mm -hmm. probably over 200 out of New York city. Right. You can't tell me that in the end, um, it's really not so much about the golf as it is that, that walk and that, that distance from their normal life. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, to sit on the back porch have a couple of beers, have a great steak, have a, uh, a good bottle of wine and get up and do it again. That's what they're there for. And uh, those boys that live in New Jersey and live in Connecticut and in the city and they're taking trains and, and subways and cabs and all of that, this, this is uh, heaven to them. Absolutely. And, uh, just to be able to get here two or three times a year make that beautiful walk. I mean, golf's terrific. Again, uh, it, it, it uh, never undersell that. It can't be undersold no. in the 150th in the U.S. But that's not really it. it. It's about hiding and tucking yourself away and one of the prettiest, frankly, one of the prettiest parts of the world. I, I agree. I, I totally agree Absolutely there. Absolutely gorgeous area. I've seen them all for the most part. I haven't seen Australia yet, but um, I, I think... Uh, uh, Pebble's the prettiest place. There's that, that, that uh, whole Carmel area is the prettiest place in the world. It really is. Along the Mediterranean and, and France and Spain is gorgeous, but uh, um, this is uh, one of the prettiest spots in the world. So to be able to, to walk these beautiful fairways, golf course is always immaculate. Um, yeah. It, and um, just enjoy that walk with friends and, and, and family. We just finished the father son. Well over 100 just left here an hour ago. Wow. And, um, but it's, it's not even the father son now it's the reunion we had daughters and nephews and uncles and dads that come in with members as well oh, that's amazing that's what it's all about and absolutely and, and that's the simplicity again like and, and uh, absolutely yeah it's a, it's a truly special place um one that i'm you know fortunate to to be at least somewhat close to um so uh we mentioned uh mentioned scotland so you've made you made 70 to 80 trips uh overseas to scotland with members by yourself with buddies um, what, uh, what experiences and stories can you share from, uh, those trips that <laughs> stick out? What's, what makes golfing and, and playing golf in, in Scotland so special? Well, I'm a student of history. I have my degree in it and, um, have read, uh, pretty much nonfiction my whole life, um, in the area of history. 
So going there, uh, I think I went over for the first time in 1990. A buddy and I went over to qualify for the British uh, British Open at uh, St Andrews. One Faldo one. Right. And um, that was my first taste of it. I had gone to a European tour school in the mid 80s in Spain and had stopped off in London to see uh, those wonderful places like St George's Hills and um, Sunningdale and mm-hmm. such. But right. and not played the true links courses. Uh, but since 1990, I've taken, I think, 75 trips to the UK. Whew. And I just fell in love with it. I've, I've, I've been a passionate lover of St. Andrews since the day I saw it. Right. Uh, the history, uh, everything about it is just um, extraordinary. Right. Um, the golf, the turf. It's the turf more than anything in a, you know. Right. right. So it's... it's it's so consistent. It's consistent as the top of this desk. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. you know exactly what it's going to do. And that's what we try to do here. And it's almost impossible to get it exactly the same. That's why it's the best turf in the world and, and therefore creates the, the finest courses in the world. I love wind. Um, I love playing in, in belting rains and where you just have to scrap it out. Right. Uh, and then of course, when you go over there and you take, um, I, I've been over there several times for competition, but mm-hmm. for the most part, these, these 70 plus trips are with members. Right. And, uh, and about 30 or so, it ceased being intriguing to me and became really work. Right. But I absolutely adore showing people right. those places for the first time. That's oh, yeah. the joy I get out of it. Absolutely. And uh, I still take two or three trips of a, a year there. Wow. Still do overseas trips other places. I've gone to Casa de Campo in, yep. the, in the Dominican here in the winter um, 30 years. That's a fabulous place. Fabulous place to get, especially get out of here in, in, in January. <laughs> Absolutely. Much less the guys in Canada or, or New York. Right. But um, it's it's it, the links is what fascinated me uh, from day one. Of course, seeing uh, uh, the the old course, seeing Dornick, seeing Troon, seeing Adore Prestwick, uh, just that's the one I'd want to join. Right. Um, uh, seeing uh, Carnoustie, which is stunning, Troon. Seeing him for the first time is always special. Right. But then being able to go back and, and see them 6, 10, 15, 20 times, and then enjoying the, the membership that I've got to know, many of which are international members here. Right. Uh, we go in and have matches and play the members. That's and, cool. And so it's one yeah. thing to go to a trend and play. It's quite another to go there and have a match with the guys. And, right. And, and, you're, and you're, you're, you're settling up bets afterwards and, uh, you know, four or five. Uh, Guinness's leads to a dinner and then dinner in town and it, it's just a whole different experience and and that's what I get to, to offer now after so many years right um, the travels uh, as you get older I'll be 65 in the summer it's it's more of a hassle yeah uh, understandable I don't do many 36 holes anymore we do some uh, uh, so if I take young guys over I'll, I'll uh, sit to the more gentlemanly and civil hour right. of 12 or 1 why <laughs> let them go Exactly. Somewhere else, but uh, just to showcase them, to take them to Ireland and, and take them to the ninth tee at, at, at County Down and Ugh. walk them to the hill. And I'll even have them close their eyes for crying out loud. I right. Say, Come on, I'll, I'll walk them to the crest of the hill after you've played your tee shot and, and say, boom, open your eyes, look at this. Uh, I adore doing that. Staying at the Sleep Donner. It, for me, it's as much about uh, seeing the people right. uh, that I've. In the relationships, um, I remember Mr. Jones 
uh, when he gave his um, uh, Freedom of the City speech, and mm, Andrew right. um, said that he could take out everything in his life except his experiences mm-hmm. in St. Andrews and, and still be a rich man. And I feel the exact same way. I, right. I have another whole life over there after spending so much time there. So I go in, I see the pub owners and the hotel owners and the caddy masters and right. the caddies, many of which come here uh, intermittently. Right. Um, it is just unlike uh, anything that we observe in this country. But this country is only a couple hundred years old. Right. Uh, you right. walk the streets of St. Andrews and you, and you see the... Uh, the the castles and you and you see the university. I think the university was started in 1411. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it was there 300 plus years before we were even founded as a country. It's just amazing. Uh, so to be able to bring all of that uh, to bear for my members, and then of course give them the the intro to uh, all the restaurants. Many several secession members own restaurants. Really. In St. Andrews. And, oh, wow. And, and we and we get to spend great time with them <laughs> there. Uh, to to show to show them, uh, you know, on a regular tour is one thing. Right. But to be able to take them and do what I do with uh, the, the the personal touches. Right. And and the close relationships that we have there is uh, marvelous. I hope I can continue to do it. It's not. As you get older, it's a little harder to do. Right. But, uh, if I never played again, period, whether here or in the UK, right, um, I would be rich. No, absolutely. And that's that's uh, the game. That it's a, it's a absolutely a special thing, um, and it's so cool that you get to share that with other people. Share this with a great membership here, and and that's kind of transitioned. You, you know, it's I, like you said, it switched over from a work or from a personal gain to like hey like you, you come look at this like i want to share this with you and that's a that's a very special thing to right. to and be well, able and, to and most of the people that go over there and rightfully they their first trips are to see the big courses the right. open courses but it's the joy of taking them to the off the beat places the uh the corrals in st andrews the right. Neelys. um i certainly go into dornick's a treat going to play nair and going to play um the one north of um, Dornick where they heard uh, she. Uh, Brora? Brora, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I adore showing people that. Absolutely. I put, uh, first time I went to Dukes in Ireland, I put uh, five pounds in a box in a door. Right. I just walked out and played these magnificent dunes. Uh, I love that. Uh, and uh, that's the simplicity. That's frankly the simplicity we tried to carry into this club. Absolutely, yeah. It's not. Uh, this feels as much like a, a UK club mm-hmm. as it does uh, far more an American club. Uh, and and there's a wonderful, um, there's a warmness about that that right. you sense. Uh, like I said earlier, Prestwick, the golf course is a, a shade quirky in spots. I can care less. And what a magnificent um, piece of ground. Um, but it's the membership. It's so warm. It's mm-hmm. so engaging. Uh, that's what I look for. And uh, we, we've kind of built a, a reputation on that very thing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Just warm, friendly, have fun. It's, it's, you're, not, you're not walking on eggshells here or in, uh, in any of the clubs no, in, in no, the UK. No. It's, and that's the way it should be. Um, you know, we both had experiences, I'm sure, where you've been walking on eggshells at you know, clubs in the US or you, know, you don't want to someone who wants those, especially me as a, you know, 
uh, emerging golfer getting to play, being fortunate to play some great places, but you walk in, you don't know what to expect sometimes. And um, it can be a little challenging. You don't want to step on anyone's toes, but every, here and in, in, in the UK, is uh, it's always welcoming, always warm. And um, I think that's a special, special aspect. That, exactly right. And the, the, the guy who takes his first two or three trips and hits the big boys, you know, they'll, they'll often go into St. Andrews and maybe go west or go north up to Dornick. Right. Pick off uh, Castle Stewart and there and a couple along the way. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after they take three or four or five trips, right now they're looking for the smaller places. Right. Uh, so you go into uh, you, you play the, the in St Andrews. You go down and you play North Berwick and Muirfield. Yes, and mm-hmm. and go on. You you pop over and play Dunbar. Right. Which is magnificent. Yeah. Uh, you you pop up to. Um, like you say, Goldsby and Brewer and those those places north of, of Dornick. And you just see the other side of all of that. Right. Uh, the Dukes, um, you know, certainly the Watervilles and the, and the uh, uh, Lahinches and, and Valley Bunions in, in Ireland are terrific. But you go to Kaimara, um, um, you go up into the, the Upper Isles and, and, and pick off Valley Lithens. And, right. All of a sudden, you really begin to, to it changes your perspective on the game. Oh, right. It's not about uh, having whatever you want at a golf course. I mean, you barely get water at some of these places. Right. You know, the, yeah. You, know, you, you have a bowl of soup and a piece of bread. Right. But you can always have a Guinness. And <laughs> you can always have a Smithix. Uh, <laughs> no matter where you are. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I love that. Uh, and the, you know, people always ask me about Scotland and Ireland. You know which is better, right? I, I, I the, the the people are Ireland are just magnificent. Right. The people of Wales are uh, spent a good bit of time in Wales. Um, that's just that's a wonderful trip. Nobody hardly ever talks. No, about. yeah. But um, I always pick Scotland because there's just more good golf courses. Right. There's just more of them. It's on three, four times as many great courses in Scotland, right. As opposed to in Ireland. First of all, it's a small. Uh, I've never done Upper Wales, Northern Wales. Uh, that hopefully will happen at some point. But uh, going into England and and, and seeing the, those magnificent play, in London uh, mm-hmm. and playing uh, St George's Hills is as fine a golf course as you'll ever play. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Sunning Sunningdale's always been one of my favorites. Um, uh, but you can go out to Woking. Uh, you you can you can you can head to these other places, the Berkshires. Uh, Right, Ganton. I mean, there's so many. So uh, for the for the experienced traveler and experience being four or five trips to the UK, right? Uh, he now begins to branch out and head into these these other places that are absolutely delightful and 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 far far less expensive. No, oh, yeah, you know, it's gotten expensive over there. Uh, and, you know, green uh, green fees over there are two hundred three hundred pounds yeah. uh, at the big places. Yeah, now. Uh, yeah. And rooms very expensive. Restaurants have it's Every trip I take, uh, it's February now. I'll start booking restaurants mm-hmm. now through my agent. I've used um, the same uh, travel company for sixty-five trips of right. foreign travel. I drink. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll be working on dinner reservations now and make it locked out on a few for August in February. That's amazing. Yeah, you, know, you, you just have to get ahead of the curve on it. Uh, but God bless them. They 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 benefit certainly with the dollar down. Right. Or the dollar strong, right, right. pound down. Um, you know, at one, two, one, three, um, uh, that's a that's a that's a, 
a gold mine for the U.S. Right. visitor. Right. But I've also traveled it to one. <laughs> uh, where it was incredibly expensive. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. One, of my, one of my favorite stories, Roy Anderson, who started uh, McLaurin Travel, tragically, a dear, dear friend, like a brother. He passed away four or five years ago, way too early. Um, he uh, he called me one year when they had the mad cow disease. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, Pro, are you coming? And uh, I said, what are you talking about, Roy? He said, uh, a lot of cancellations from the mad cow disease. Right. <laughs> I told him, I said, Roy, you could be freaking burning cows on 18 green at St. Andrews. I'll ship over them. <laughs> so uh, in, our guys could care less. They, right. they just want to see the place. Just want to go. Yeah. They and then play in any sort of weather. You just have to expect it and, and any conditions, no matter what the cost too. And I encourage, uh, when I speak for the PGA, I encourage, professionals to make sure to do that to set right. that up for their for their membership um whether it's couples whether it's a, a guy's trip a girl's trip it yep. doesn't really matter um set it up no oh, yeah uh those establish wonderful relationships right between the pro and the, the member relationships that are never the same right uh, as as you do that and then all of a sudden, and most of these companies will take great care of the professional if you're right. bringing eight or twelve or sixteen or whatever. Um, I, I I think that's a very important part of the golf professional's Absolutely. role to to establish that. And I guarantee you, you start setting it up, you'll go every year. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's not just the UK, although that's really the home of golf, so right. they, they really should see this, but. Uh, go to Europe. Go to marvelous golf around France, mm -hmm. uh, where they had the Ryder Cup this past year. There's some wonderful new places, but there's some wonderful old places that that no one really talks about. Did the, yeah. the British Isles get a lot of the love, which rightfully so. But um, I mean, the continental Europe has has a f wonderful golf courses yeah, as well. Absolutely. There's a ton um, of old twenties and thirties golf courses around Paris. I haven't had a chance to, to do it yet, uh, man, because I just get stuffed with my schedule right. during the summer with UK golf. But um, uh, I'll make that trip. No, so, yeah, we have several guys here that um, are from France uh, internationals, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm definitely going to take that. Uh, More Fontaine, Fountain Blue, oh. some wonderful spots there that are uh, well worth seeing. So, um, and that's that's but it, in all, it, it has enriched my relationships. Uh, with so many of the members, right, and and even now it's it's weird uh, as younger and younger members come aboard. I've got a trip uh, slated for twenty in two thousand twenty twenty that we're setting right. up now, and I'm uh, these are young guys. These are thirty five year old. Wow, guys. yeah, uh, making their first trip over, making their first trip. Nice. I mean, they want to drag the old pro along as <laughs> the tour guy, I guess. But um, I love that. No, like yeah. I said, if they want to play more. Uh, Set you up for more. I'll just meet you wherever for lunch and a right. uh, tuna sandwich and a, and a beer, and we'll play a one. Right. You can go play at eight if you want. Uh, <laughs> pack it with thirty six, and <laughs> I'm not gonna pack it with thirty six. Uh, yeah. But uh, that, that's a that's a those young guys and I will have a far different relationship. Right. From that point forward. Oh yeah, it's a bonding experience more than anything. About. Yeah. And, and I get to see these magnificent places and still get to. See all my friends and still get to twirl off a good round every now and then. I've had some some good ones over there chasing a lot of course records down. Really? And through my time there. But uh, I still, uh, it's becoming less and less of a, of a, 
of an issue now, but uh, <laughs> I guess staying young means you think you can. Yeah, so, right. But right. I, I, I'm proficient at playing on firm turf and windy conditions and uh, adore that. So um, I don't compete anymore. I went over and qualified for the British Senior at uh, Carnoustie in 2010. Right. And on the first trip, and just missed in 11 and 12, playing mm -hmm. in the others and haven't been back since. But I adore the, the, the firm turf. Oh, yeah. And, uh, chasing balls in. I can recount a story at uh, North Berwick. I was um, uh, the eighth hole at North Berwick's par five, the ninth par five. Right. And uh, then he turned to head back in. And the eighth was playing straight that way. It was howling, mm -hmm. 50 miles an hour. Right. And I laid up shorter from cross bunkers with the with the three wood. And I'll, I'll never forget the yard. This is 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. I had 268 to the hole mm -hmm. and knew a seven iron was too much. Oh my gosh. And hit the eight over. Wow. Well, there's a, there's just a, there's just a, an inherent knowledge of right. links golf. Right. And I think I've always had that and, and just adore playing 140 or three irons and 280 or eight irons. Right. And it's, it's all the feel. And <laughs> right. uh, that's the beauty of the game over there. Absolutely. And the Lynx players, they all know how to flat their ball down. They all know how to, to run these balls in. They all have a club, a club. They use it from 30 yards out. They use it from 150 yards out. They almost putt their ball right. down the fairways to some degree with these beautiful clubs and uh, I've always been drawn to that. I think I played. I, I played a dirt track, and I grew up in Atlanta. And played an old nine-hole dirt track. It was mm. a Tillinghouse course that oh, wow. was set up for it, and uh, but it had no money, and it was hard as a rock in the summer. Right. Yeah. And I think I learned to play it that way. Right. So when I got to these courses, I knew what to old do. hat. Yeah. It was. And, uh, uh, so I do. I do love it. So. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, hopefully. Uh, I'll still have uh, a few more years to take some trips over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Hoping so. Um, taking some of the younger guys, some of the younger session uh, members uh, mm -hmm. over there for their first times. And take Purcell over Yeah, he <laughs> needs to. Needs and to, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than more than in for that. Um, so, what's the uh, what will be there the place you haven't seen that you most want to see uh, next? I know we talked about Paris and we mentioned Australia earlier, but yeah, I'd like to see those. Mm -hmm. um, I'll try to nick off Paris this summer if I can. Right. Just go in a day or two early to see a few of them. So I'll at least see it and see my good friend there, uh, Victor, uh, Romain Victor, um, member here. Mm -hmm. Wonderful guy. One on the European tour. No, wow. Um, good, still a good player. He, he runs he runs a travel company there. Um, like to see him spend a few days. Australia is a grind. Uh, it's a, it's just it's a, a, it's a long trip. trip. Yeah. Trying to handle that one. Uh, but, um, with everything else, it's a little more difficult to do. Uh, I have not played Cyprus. Okay. Uh, I want to see Cyprus. Yeah. I, I would um, very much like to see uh, L.A. When I played, I played a tour for a couple of years in the eighties, right. early eighties, and um, I skipped L.A. So I've not played anything in L.A. Okay. Uh, we tended to head back to Florida at that time. At least the Southern boys did because they felt more comfortable on Bermuda grass. Right. Um, I'd like to see those, but Cyprus is right at the top. I've seen, there's just not many I haven't seen now. Right. And I'm so thankful of that. Uh, to, I picked off uh, Fisher's Island uh, several years ago, which is just stunning. 
um, Chicago Golf Club, I grew right. up, so, which was high on the list uh, a few years ago. Right. Um, and I, I, um, there's not many played. Uh, of course, Pine Valley and Oakmont, mm -hmm. Marion, adore Marion. Right. Um, I think Pine Valley is probably number one. Yep. Played Augusta several times. Wow. Yeah. And um, I, there's no better day of golf than, than to be there. A national uh, mm -hmm. took a nice Long Island swing last summer and yep. um, played national and Chinny and Garden City and Friars and Maidstone. Saw Maidstone for the first time. It's a nice little trip. <laughs> nice trip. That's a good trip. I think you can take in the in the states. Oh yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The Long Island is so rich mm -hmm. with with inland courses and and you know national and Shinnecock just right mm -hmm. there and and even the new guys uh, Friarshead Sabonic. Um, that absolutely great. I was most fortunate to play Shinnecock this past summer before the Open as well, and just unbelievable. My, She's a big boy. That's a, that's a big boy. That's a beast. Whew. And uh, the National has a wonderful uh, old school feel to it, kind of like a Prestwick. And, right. Uh, uh, Shinnecock reminds reminds me of Muirfield, right? Which I think is easily the. I think it's at the top of, of the Scottish rankings. It's a little more understated. You have to play it several times to right. really get a feel for it. Turnberry, Adornick mm -hmm. is stunning. Right. Um, but uh, I think all in all, Muirfield's just a magnificent test. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shinnecock reminded me of Muirfield. Uh, I was playing with a good friend from uh, Canada, Paul Perot, um, and we traveled a bit together. Right. We were crossing fairways. Uh, he was. I was playing the fifth or sixth, and he was playing the fourth or fifth. Right. Was. And he came over to us. He had not played. And I said, "What do you think?" And he said, "Muirfield." I said, "Exactly, really, exactly right." Uh, yeah, very similar. Uh, but places like National, uh, West Hampton, mm -hmm. um, these are these are uh, marvelous, marvelous oh, places. Yeah. And then, of course, you can get the Fishers. It doesn't get much better than that. The, I've, I've seen photos of Fishers when the when the fairways burnt out, and then just like pops up that little green, you know, yeah. the green and around the uh, the green site. Yeah. Um, is the only thing that's green, and then just like that ball will run. That's it's probably pretty as close to links conditions, I would think. Exactly. Into, exactly. That we could find in the states. Not even sure that they. That I don't know that they have irrigation in the fairways. I think they have greens irrigation, but I'm, I I may be wrong. They may have put that. I in think you're recently, right. Recently, but I, yeah. I know Newport went um, forever without uh, fairway irrigation. Right. And I think they eventually put it in. Right. But um, no, these are wonderful places. So many. So many spectacular places. Uh, but there's nothing like Augusta and, and uh, St. Andrews. Uh, they, they just sit kind of above everything else right. because of their aura and their history. And, uh, um, and people ask me why I like the old course so much. I've probably played the old course 30, 40 times. Right. I'd say. Yeah. I, you give me a modern day golf course, you let me tool around it five times, I'm going to know 85% of it. Right. I played the old course 30, 40 times. I don't think I know 50% of it. <laughs> just stunning. It just, it just, uh, every time you go there, it's something different. Right. And that's why she's the, the grand old lady. There's, there's just nothing, nothing like in Augusta. I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I'm an old East Lake member and I saw Mr. Jones there once. I've been a really? Jones guy. You can see here. He's, oh yeah. Uh, I've got him, Mr. Palmer. Um, Oh my well gosh. placed in my office here. They the, they were the two they were the two that really changed the face of the game in my book. Absolutely. But um, uh, the, you you think about these guys and 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 that's of course that's what we're trying to do here just get old. Right. 
everywhere we're talking about is just old. Yeah. And uh, I don't care if you spend $200 million on a place. That doesn't make it great. No. It'll get old. Right. It, it, needs, to, it needs to get experience and, and history uh, down there. And these time-honored places, the, 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 the Seminoles, the Pinehurst, and the, the, the Oakmonts, the, the Shinnies, they're old. Right. And, and you know that Jones played there, and you know that Hagen played there, and you know Hogan and Nelson played there, and they're... That, that cannot be weighed in money. No, absolutely not. It's just about time. Right. I think this club, if it, if it can hold on to its its ideals and its simplicity, um, it can sit in that same breath. I, I, I totally agree. But not, it just it takes time. Not before 75 to 100 years. <laughs> right. We'll long be gone by that one. Yeah. Well, we'll still be around. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, man. Um, what, so what's a... What your favorite St. Andrews story to tell? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Gosh. Well, I, I've, I've said several times uh, about uh, the old course. I, I've hit um, three iron into the berm on one, mm-hmm. and I've hit driver three iron to the hole. <laughs> Uh, that's the beauty of that right. place. I, I just adore it. It has the it has the one shot I'd like back in my life uh, of all the competitions I've played, all the tournaments I've played. Right. Uh, I was uh, five under, headed to fourteen, mm-hmm. and had a, a, a pretty good win in from the left, and um, I, I got in front of trying to knock it down and knock right. it out big, my triple. If I, uh, I think I ended up shooting 71. I've never shot better than 71. I think I've had really? six or eight 71s on the old course. Wow. Uh, in fact, won the medal. At, uh, I'm a member of the St. Andrews Club and a member of the new club. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And uh, I certainly enjoy my time in both of those splendid places. Right. Won the medal uh, the first time I played in the, the spring medal at uh, wow. the, the St. Andrews Club shooting seventy one, <laughs> and I, I can't get better than that. Though. Right, but I, that one shot I want back. Yeah, because I think I could have posted something really good that day, <laughs> and uh, just kind of pissed it away. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's tough. <laughs> it's hard, you it's know. Tough. There's so many memories there. The the Rusacks, I've stayed in the hotel there uh, many times. Um, uh, staying at the Old Course Hotel, mm-hmm. delightful. Right, uh, and of course. Uh, um, now it's so hard to get on the golf course. You pretty much have to go through uh, a couple of those hotels in order to just get access to the golf course. Right. Uh, but um, gosh, I can't. I can't think of. I can't think of any other real, you know, definitive <laughs> stories. Uh, right. Or at least ones I could tell. Right. <laughs> this is a clean rated podcast, just for the record. No. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's that's funny. Getting up early, I can I can remember many times uh, you couldn't get on. You know, you take people over there, right. and uh, you don't have a, a time. Right. And all my members say, you tell them how hard it is to get a, to get on the place, but um, they don't really understand. Right. And they just expect you to get it done. Right. And uh, every now and then we'll pull one out of the ballot, and uh, somebody will get on, but there were two groups, another group didn't get on. Right. Uh, I can remember queuing up at uh, 2.30 and uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. In the singles line? In the singles line, yeah. just to get guys out. So it's like my old, my dear, dear teacher and, and coach and friend from Atlanta, uh, Jim Gunter, mm-hmm. uh, um, 
PGA member. Um, still kicking at 86, I think. Right. Um, took him over as a thank you for all he had done, and we balloted and balloted and balloted. And right. Didn't make it, didn't make it, didn't make it. Right. So, you know, I got to get him on. Right. So, uh, I show up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, he's asleep in the room. I just tell him to meet me there at 6, and... Uh, <laughs> uh, we got out and you made some, you made some real characters oh, I bet. at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's um, real golf nuts for sure. Crazy. And it's getting worse and worse. I mean, they're showing up now at 10 o'clock. Right. Which they is go to dinner and just queue up at, at 10 o'clock. And of course they set that ballot up with two ball, two ball, two ball, two ball, two ball, three ball, three ball, three ball, three ball. Three right. Getting into four balls by, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. And, um, I, uh, I, so you got to pay the price. You got to go. Oh, yeah. And uh, just queue it up, and uh, we got it done. But um, uh, yeah, the the, the uh, you know I reflect back on that, and I think about all the golf professionals, Colin Sinclair at uh, Carnoustie, just a dear, dear friend um, who just left. He's now the the, the uh, head pro at Nier. Oh wow! In, uh, yeah, that's in awesome. The Highlands, uh, a place he loved. Um, uh, the the Skinner boys uh, and, and Dornick, um, uh, Frank Rennie at uh, at um, Crestwood, who mm-hmm. uh, it was really my intro in, and in many ways, Frank uh, ushered in the American visitor to the UK. Really, Palmer, when he won at Troon in I think '60 or '61, mm-hmm. kind of brought the American interest to um, the, the the UK and, and links golf. Right, Frank Rennie was the absolute Pied Piper of of UK golf, and, and right. And, Coming to America, and I remember meeting him at the Goodwill uh, tournament down in Bermuda uh, for the first time, and uh, just a wonderful guy, a scotch drinker, rosy cheeks, had a big old grin <laughs> on his face, and just sitting there holding court, right, and talking about the the, 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 the wonderfulness of uh, Lynx golf, and and he brought them over, um, and uh, uh, these guys are. are and now they're all the beneficiaries. Oh, yeah. It's just an incredible business over there now. It, it uh, really is. Yeah. And as long as the economy holds, it will continue to be that way. Absolutely. And I think um, just from my perspective, judging from a social media standpoint, people going over there and sharing their experiences, it's so easy to you know, to share um, on social media to however many people. And then it's like that sparks interest as well. And it's a whole new, as we talked about before we started recording, whole new world of, you know, social media and digital exposure. Yep. Um, and it just makes people want to go over there even more. So well, it's all about that fun. Oh yeah. It's all about, it's all about the info. It's all about the, um, um, it, it being able to put your hand on it. I, I, I did a, 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 um, I did a, a video here a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Justin Tupper, who yep. was revolution golf at the time right. and longstanding member here. Oh, we did a drone, and yeah. um, he had, uh, um, I, they asked me to sit down and just do an over on it, and right. just sit there and go through the first hole and, and, and go from there. I, I've watched and, those, actually. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I cannot believe how many people have seen that, and they right. come here to the club and say, jeez, I feel like I know you. Right. Uh, I, I, they've seen it multiple times. Right. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier, where I think a club can be certainly found out far sooner right in 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 30 40 50 years than 100 years in the old um, right because they're able to just grab their phones and look at this stuff right so uh, i i um i i uh, to me it's just been a, 
an amazing, uh, it's been amazing to watch how the UK golf has exploded, to watch how uh, the understated places like the Dunbars, like the, uh, you know, the... the Brora, uh, Goldsby. Brora, Goldsby. Right. Uh, the West Coast, uh, you, you've got so many wonderful... And I went to Shishkin. It's a it's a twelve hole right. course on Aaron. Right. Um, uh, you, you you head out uh, to, to the west of Scotland and, and pick off those those wonderful places that um, you know so many people so few people get to. It, it just uh, it's magnificent. And, and right. I, I as I said, I'm just absolutely rich. Right. Uh, because of that. And the friendships. Yeah, there's thousands of friends. Oh, yeah. Dear, dear friends that uh, I get to see here every now and then. I get to catch up for a day or two and have a dinner, have a beer, have right. a coffee. Uh, but then to, to be able to hop out and, and, and see them in their settings as well. Mm. Special thing. A wonderful life. Oh, my gosh. A wonderful life. Love it. Love it. Um, I have one more thing. Totally switching topics really quickly, and yeah. then we'll uh, then we'll sign off. But I know you have a music background, correct? You're, you're a well. I play play a little drum. I play yeah. a jazz music with some of the boys every now and then. Very and nice. rock music. We'll, yeah. we'll put a band together for the caddies and uh, some of the members and jam a little bit in oh. a few tournaments. I like it. So, so what's your go to uh, go to type of music to listen to um, just casually? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that's that. I, I listen to all of it. I, yeah. I, I've never been a country music guy. I don't know why. I'm not really either. Very so popular. Uh, I'm a I'm a Sinatra, Nat King Cole. My dad was a jazz musician. Okay, right. Uh, he played, played trumpet, didn't he? Right trombone. R yeah. Trombone, yeah, yeah. Marvelous musician. Um, and uh, so I grew up with uh, Tony Bennett's and uh, Stan uh, Kenton's and uh, the the. Big band, Ella Fitzgerald's. Love that. Right. Love soft uh, classical music, a Mozart uh, right. guy, uh, certainly. But I thoroughly enjoy listening. I grew up in the in the sixties and seventies, right. listening to southern rock. Yeah, I, I was an Allman Brothers guy. Oh yeah, Marshall Tucker and. Uh, I, I know you and you and Jack have listened to uh, listened to some Marshall Tucker and Allman Brothers in, oh, in yeah. his in his Lexus yeah. a few times. He likes, <laughs> he likes the southern rock music that he does. Uh, we. Uh, and, and and what a treat to, to be able to sit in and 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 play uh, with some of these magnificent musicians. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not I'm, I, I can bang it out. My dad always had a great line. He, he someone said I was a musician once in, in his uh, in his presence, and he said, "What do you mean?" He said, "You know, I play drums." He said, "Drums." He said, "Anybody can beat on a log." <laughs> <laughs> he never considered a drummer a musician. <laughs> But uh, uh, to sit down and play with these guys, we usually do it at the member events, right? Blue Gray in the in the in October. We got a little set coming up. Uh, it's a Sinatra. Um, I think uh, we've got a couple of Hacking Coles. I think I've got that one Bennett song. Yeah, uh, I'll do a little singing and do, uh, but mostly just uh, sit on the skins and yeah, and play with the brushes and uh, I like it. that. Uh, yeah. Every now and then we'll get together with the caddies and do a jam uh, on the patio here out nice. on, uh, the That's the um, member member event. Right. And uh, we'll bring in, that's the caddy appreciation day. Right, okay. So we'll bring in uh, ribs from Montgomery Inn and, yep. and Cincinnati. Uh, Evan Andrews, uh, a member here, uh, is the proprietor there. Yep. He, uh, he rolls them in, and uh, we have a huge blowout with the members and the caddies uh, on that evening. And so that's the night we'll do a little uh, uh, jamming 
uh, yeah. with, uh, great musicians, both member and caddy alike. Right. And, uh, just have some fun. That, that's awesome. I think that's the whole essence of the place, really. Uh, oh, fun. And, and absolutely. Fun. That's, and that should be the, that should be the mantra everywhere. I, I don't know why it's not, uh, but that's, uh, we need to, we need to smile a little bit in this right. world. It's a weird world. It is. Okay? A lot going on. I mean, we saw 9-11, lost a couple of great members on that day here. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there's enough pain in the world. Uh, I'd like to get back to having a little fun right. where you can get away. Absolutely. Uh, it need to be uh, walking, you shouldn't be walking on eggshells when you go to your club. No. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Enjoy yourself and enjoy the staffs. Enjoy the professionals. The professionals are there to serve. That's what we do. Right. And we're there to provide a service for our members uh, and, and uh, laugh a little bit. Right. And, it was just, and I love this place because that's what we do. Right. We laugh here. And when I take people overseas, they're, they're away. Mm-hmm. Tucked away, you know, they don't have to go to the grocery store, or pick up the dog, or pick up the kid, or, or go to the, the pharmacy. They they they're tucked away for a little bit. Right. And, uh, we need more of that. Absolutely. More of that Just taking taking a step away and, and having some fun. That's uh, that's exactly. what's all about. Exactly right. Well, bro, I'll wrap it up there. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, more trips to the UK in the future and uh, and elsewhere, and hoping to knock off. Uh, some more of your uh, more of your bucket list the few you haven't seen so thank you thank you Ian. and uh cheers to all the links boys appreciate it all cheers right. to you as well well ian i loved hearing from mike i i know that uh in person he's one of the most interesting characters I, i've had lunch with him a couple times and i've never I, it never ceases to amaze me how much knowledge he has he has played more golf in scotland at courses that I've never even heard of than a lot of the local Scots right. <laughs> that I got to know during my time there. He, it's he amazing. Is just, yeah. He's a, um, a, a treasure uh, that secession um, will keep forever. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for going down there. I, I think that went uh, really well. I enjoyed hearing from him, and I hope our listeners did too. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun, and I, I will I will mention that uh, it helped to – after we got done recording, he said, well, you, you bring your clubs, you got a few, you got an hour or so, you want to go sneak in a few holes? And I said, absolutely. So that helped the, uh, help the experience <laughs> down there as well. And that's the kind of guy he is. Um, you know, so just went out and walked a few and, uh, after a great talk with, uh, with the old pro. So nice. a lot of fun and looking forward to getting back and talking with him again soon. If only every podcast uh, recording session ended with golf as a session. <laughs> if only, if only, but uh, just just the one so far. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we'll wrap it up there, and um, I'll just say that if um, if the listeners have any questions, have any feedback, have any um, topics they'd like us to address, reach out to us. We're at Links Magazine everywhere on social media. You can also send us a letter or a, uh, an email at letters at linksmagazine.com. We answer everything that comes in there. And we're always looking for your uh, feedback and thoughts. And without, with that, um, I think we'll wrap it. Thanks, Ian. Sounds good. Uh, absolutely. Thank you.